world's enlightenment raises one's opinion about man, but the light of the world raises one's opinion about God. And with that, welcome back to the We're Not Here podcast. Uh, this that, That's a Dave original, I know for sure. You didn't have to say it, but I know it's a Dave original. But Oh, I actually wrote um, that down today. Right, right. Well, well it was about an hour ago, but... Okay, hey. Um, the spirit yeah. was moving, brother. <laughs> he always is, right? Always um, is. I am your co-host, James Ortega, a.k.a. Jimmy Sunshine. And on the phone, once again, we have... Oh, Dave Fredlin. That's your cue. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on the that, phone. That's your cue. <laughs> I'm, sitting in, I'm sitting in my mother's walk-in closet again. Okay. On the floor, on the carpet, up in... Camano Island, Washington, and uh, gonna be here another week. Another week, yeah. I think we yeah. um, we mistakenly said that you were gonna be back. I was, you know, saying, well, it's gonna be good to see you back in the studio next week, and you know, that's not the truth. You were actually up there for three weeks, right? Three weeks altogether. It's, yeah, it would be three weeks. So I came okay. up here a little early, and then I think the wedding is coming this next week, and then we are all out of here. Okay. So everybody's right. going to start trickling in this next week. Right, right. Okay. Uh, well, you know, it's good to hear your voice. It's good to have you from all the way from Camino Island. Camino. Um, Camino. Not Pretty Camino. close, dude. Pretty not, close. Not Camino. Camino is from Star Wars. <clears throat> Camino Island. Um, yeah, it's good to hear your voice. Good to hear you talking um, again. And, um, yeah. and what's the weather like up there, David? absolutely gorgeous mm. it's it is uh I mean, it's about the same 76 78 mm. and not a cloud in the sky so it's beautiful beautiful nice. well it's about 117 here um yeah I, maybe 121 yeah something like that i know so, so i might stretch this <laughs> three weeks into three months yeah i would actually what happens. yeah just stay up there man don't even don't even we can do this on the phone don't even come back it's been uh speaking, been speaking of you know, speaking of heat that oh. must be global warming buddy climate right. what is that climate change but we'll be talking about that tonight won't we climate change that's what's going on it's just getting hotter and hotter um that's what al gore said <laughs> that's what al gore said uh yeah yeah we're going to talk about that later on um later on in the evening but um yeah i mean what else is going on dave what how how's the uh how's the preparation or you you said you did yard work all day right is that what you said i was up there uh doing some yard work and we're thinking about selling this house up here okay and have my mother mm -hmm. who is 82 come down and three quarters of of the family lives down in california now we, we're all originally from washington but right, right. Over the last 30 years, people have moved down there, and my mom's just kind of remained. So, yeah. Uh, it's, I think it's about time. The market is good in this country, so we should probably unload sure. a house. Yeah, and man, mom, make some money. Closer. Yeah, make some money. You know that, <coughs> these are the things you do when you get older. Right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's a good, I mean, you know, we just, my parents just sold their house. I mean, we've talked about this. Uh, just sold their house for a you know significant a mint. chunk of yeah. of change, and they were able to buy another one straight up cash. 
um, much cheaper than what they sold theirs for. So, yeah, they're doing they're doing good. They're going to be fine. Um, I think it's a good thing for them. You know, it's been stressful and all that, but I think it's going to be good for them. You know, especially financially, I think it'll work out. So, I'm glad about that. I have one question for you, Dave. And I was I was thinking about this today. Have you had a master burger while you've been up there? <laughs> it's um, it's not a master burger. Oh, <laughs> what is it? What? Oh man, I just absolutely forgot. I grew up eating these things. Burger yeah. master. Oh, burger master. Not a ma- <laughs> yeah, burger master's. Uh, like I a, said master like the burger. Old right. Drive up where the waitress comes and she puts a tray on your window. Right. Yeah. No, I had it right when we pulled. Right when I got off the plane. Okay. Uh, I took my mother out to Burger Master. Burger Master. My and, bad. Um, That's completely Burger wrong. Master. You know, you. I think I probably told that story before. You did. You did it's tell. Where, I used yeah. to used to see a couple people at Burger Master. Well, that's what brought it up to my mind. That's what brought it to my memory. I'm like, well, that was the place to go back in the day. And I thought, well, you know, like people, when they yeah. come here for the first time or when they come here, they fly in. If they haven't been here in a while, they go straight to In-N-Out. Um, maybe yeah. maybe not as much as they used to. I think people have started to kind of get off that a little bit. But, yeah, when people would come here, I mean, it was In-N-Out right away. So I see. I see that. Well, that's what a burger is all about, James. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah that's true dave i guess that's true <laughs> everybody's got their burger joint but that, everybody's got their place is, this has been around for years up here so what is your favorite burger dave just let's, let's well i don't keep that i don't going. eat burgers no oh anymore. that's right you don't eat hamburgers. yeah, yeah i th- you can blame that's... that on jake jake the um social media guy uh-huh um my son jake who yeah. kept sending, I think he sent a, a video called What the Health. Okay. And my wife and I watched it, and the next day we stopped eating meat. So oh, is that right? I'm pushing, I'm not, I'm not a vegan. I call myself a pescatarian. Okay. Which mean, means I eat a lot of fish. I love fish. Right. You got to do that if you're from Seattle originally. So. Sure. So, I mean, yeah, I had salmon up there. I had, we had fish up there. I, I love, I love seafood anyway, so that's fine. But I yeah. do love a good burger. I, I, I have I've seen some documentaries and I still love my burgers. So, uh, you, you can judge what? me in, on that if you want. Impossible, the impossible burger, mm-hmm. the meat. Yeah, uh, you can you can get it around uh, some pretty you know some good good restaurants or bars and grills. They have um, it's it's plant based. Sure, and it is you can't tell the difference between that and you know like a Costco meat patty. You would buy, uh, you know, throw in the grill. Yeah, absolutely identical. I, I agree to disagree on that one, Dave. I've had the Impossible Burger. I, my daughter was pescatarian for three years, two, three years. I think it was yeah. three years, and um, I did it with her a little bit. I went, we went to some plant-based places, just me and her, and tried some stuff, and yeah. it was good. I, I actually didn't mind it, but I could tell the difference. I, sure I am a burger beyond. connoisseur. Because right. there's a Beyond Burger, and then there's both possible burger. Yeah, both, both of them. I could tell the difference. And maybe it was just because oh, it was in my head. It was already in my head, so I was like pre, you know, preconditioned to yeah. think this is going to taste different, and it did to me. Um, I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, I knew it wasn't meat when I had it when I tasted it. Um, I I love a good burger. So, but and I love, I mean, I love a good. Yeah, I love sushi. I love raw fish. So I mean, I you know, it doesn't. Either one. Yeah, Either one's good for me. Yeah, you don't do the raw fish, do you? 
Now I'm a fish guy, but I, it's got to be cooked. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah, that's good. That's good know, too. I no, like my no I like judgment. my fillet of fish cooked. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. Ooh, no, I don't, I, we had a really good fillet of sole at um, uh, Mom Can Cook over here oh, wow. in Santa Clarita, the yeah. Thai place. It's the Thai restaurant here in Santa Clarita. Yeah. And Ivy and I went on Friday night. I've never been there. We had never been there. <clears throat> and uh, you the, had never been to Mom's Can Cook? No, never been to Mom Can Cook. All right. It's, it's actually called Mom Can Cook. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a staple in Santa Clarita. Yeah, I try to stay away I'm from surprised. the Santa Clarita. I try to stay away from the Santa Clarita staples. I mean, some of them are good. Some of them I haven't enjoyed, but uh, I yeah. like uh, that food was good. That fillet of sole. It's a fillet of sole with some garlic yeah. sauce on top. That was really good. I I really enjoy. It. I oh, would good. I would recommend that to anybody. Oh yeah, yeah. that's a yeah. awesome place. Yeah, good place. Uh, Panu Pan is the owner of that right now. And oh, really? And when he introduces himself, most people don't get his name. It took me a while. Panu Pan. Panu Pan. Uh, and then you look at him funny, and then he says, you can just call me boy. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not going to, <laughs> I'm not going to call you and say, hey, boy, come over here. And yeah. I want to I refill on my cherry Coke. So. <laughs> That's a very, it's a. kind it's, of figured out that, that yeah. that's probably not a good thing for people to say. Well, I mean, it's a very ethnic uh nickname actually. Um there I've I've known other people named Boy. Uh my actually my I have a cousin. Um his name is Ruben Jr. and everybody calls him Boy. Um there's some nicknames in in you know, Filipino or the, you know, I mean, I guess Thai as well, but I've heard Boy a few times for different ethnic really? groups. Yeah. And they'll have nicknames, and you call them boy, and they're fine. But yeah, as a stranger walking into the restaurant saying, "Hey, boy," <laughs> yeah, it's a little different. <laughs> it's just not. It's not right. 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 Anyway. So, all right. Well, hey, I, I didn't meet the owner. We the everybody was there was really nice though. So, and uh, like I said, it was a good meal on Friday night. It was a nice little little date night. So it was cool. Yeah, I like the uh, it, it, when you walk into it, you feel literally like you're in Thailand. They. They did so well on the, on the interior of that restaurant. Yeah, it is really I think cool. That's one of the reasons why yeah. you know why it really clicked. Yeah, in Santa Clarita because you are kind of rushed <clears> off in, <throat> into uh, you know the the wilds of Thailand, waiting <laughs> for your food food there. So yeah, it it, it was a beautiful restaurant. It was aesthetically pleasing for sure. So yeah, I I, that's, I, I could have said it all in. <laughs> in three words two words two words bro. <laughs> yeah hey that's you dave you're the you're a wordsmith man you like to use a lot of words i i go straight I gotta, for, the, gotta, for the point i gotta think it through though for <laughs> to to uh shorten those sentences but right yeah. right all right well hey that's a good good uh food conversation <laughs> there dave <laughs> um uh, i think we all learned something like one-sided conversation to you i think no 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 come on no way <laughs> I think we all learned a little bit of something about each other there, so we can we can move on. I feel so distant, man. I feel, feel like I'm not really even part of this conversation. That, wow. You know, all right. Well, I'm sorry. Phone, I'm sorry you feel that way. You know, far away. Yeah. I'm just used to I'm I'm used to sitting there and right and you know, actually looking at you and having a conversation. This is yeah. really odd. Yeah, it is different for sure. Um, but hey, we're making it work. We power through, Dave. That's that's the we're, we're not yeah, here. We're, 
That's a we're not here way, Dave. We power through it. Yeah, we're going to power through it. We got some good, good info. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to continue with the new age um, uh, teaching or new age, you know, uh, conversation. Uh, it's part call, two, isn't it? Part yeah. two. Part two. We did the introduction last week and we kind of went kind of all over the place and just touching on different areas. But this um, this yeah. week, <coughs> excuse me. And excuse me again for the coughing. I'm still a little bit. It's not as bad, but it's still it's still there. But you feel good. Um, I feel much, but I feel really good. Yeah, I feel great. Okay, good. Plenty of energy. Everything's good. It's just the the sinus coughing, you know. So it comes up every once in a while. And okay. I have my water here, so I'm good. Um, but we this but our, week our series. We don't know how long it's going to be. This no. could literally go on for the next year. There's could, so much to it, talk about. It touches on every aspect of society again. So. Um, this week we're going to focus on the environmental issue or the environmental arm of the new age, um, belief system. And we're going to, yeah. we're going to kind of dive into that a little bit. Um, talk about some articles that we've seen, talk about, uh, an interview that I saw, uh, over the week, uh, last week, took some notes down. So yeah, just some different things, some different things of why the environmental, issue is like a religion it's it is a religion unto itself it has become that yeah. anyway it didn't start off to be that way but it it, it has become no. and um but so it's yeah t- it's taken on legs sure. of its own and it, it yeah. you know culture and politics we'll get into that but there's kind of a interesting timeline yeah that we'll talk about uh from where we left off last time which was probably around the 50s or 60s right we're gonna see we're going to go right into the seventies and see how, see how this thing has progressed. And, right. you know, one of the branches, like you said, uh, going off into, uh, climate, can, what is, climate so change now. I think it's climate change now. You're global climate warming change. and now it's climate change. It's global warming. Yeah. It started off with just general pollution. Right. You know? Right. Pollution right. on the planet. Yeah. So there's a lot of, a lot of buzz. Uh, uh what do you call them? Um, catchphrases buzzwords buzzwords out there right so we'll go through it all okay all right well yeah let's take a little break and um yeah we'll come right back and we'll we'll get into the environmental the environmental religion all right all right all right thank you for listening to we're not here the podcast and for being a part of our family we appreciate your continued support We are trying to make sure that our listeners stay connected and support other proclaimers of the gospel as well. With that in mind, please check out the Love Israel YouTube channel and website at loveisrael.org. You will hear in-depth Bible teachings from Dr. Baruch Korman with an emphasis on the Jewish context of scripture. You can hear these teachings in English, Hebrew, Spanish, and find links to many other countries that network with Dr. Baruch. You will find a wealth of biblical truth as you gain a deeper love for Yahweh. Again, Thank you for listening, and let's get back to our episode. All right. Well, welcome back to the We're Not Here program, the We're Not Here podcast. Um, you know, glad glad you guys are with us again. Um, we always want to remind everybody about the website, www. We're not we're not here too. Here, I almost said my candies again. Uh, www dot not here to dot com that's to dot com um you can find all of our 
archived episodes on there. You can listen to the latest one. You can listen to way back when we started in February. Do you realize, Dave, and I wanted to mention this before we get started, is that we started recording these about this time last year um, is when we were in the summer at your place. Well, I'm sorry, at another undisclosed uh, location recording. uh, We were in the loft. Uh, recording the podcast this yeah. is what we started it about a year ago we did we did 10 in a row we did you know we got 10 in the can as you say and we started yeah. about this time last year <coughs> even if we didn't put them out until february of this year we've been doing this for yeah. a year now it's pretty cool yeah we have that amazing we need to have our our an anniversary an anniversary show. party let's have an anniversary show and okay just talk let's just talk about um ourselves let's just talk about you no not ourselves minutes. let's just talk about you an hour 15 of dave that well, would be we can split that up into a series if you want to <laughs> i thought we did the first four. Oh, anyway whatever you probably have more uh, enough about enough about me though so what do you think about me <laughs> dun, 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 dun. i've used that one already haven't i about five times <laughs> we have we have a new listener out there. I I can I, I can feel it. So they're laughing right now. Oh hey, we, all right. Well then, even though I've said it like five times in yeah, the last year, they've never heard it, so they they enjoyed like, that. Wow, <laughs> this guy is clearly he's clearly the uh, color commentator. C- clearly the star of the show for sure. And uh, <laughs> I'm just here to be the the straight man to your uh, to your comedy act, Dave. <laughs> And um, I was going to say Rowan and Martin, but I'm, oh, I'm older than you are, so you probably don't know what that is. I well, no, Rowan I don't. And Martin Hour, but I do know, I do know. Um, or the Smothers a- Brothers, Abbott and Costello, Smothers Brothers, Abbott and Costello. You know, straight man co- comedy. Team. Yeah, yep. That's that's me. I'm Abbott. You're Costello, right? Yeah, there you go. Is there you right? going way back. Okay, cool. Um, okay, let's get to it. <laughs> let's get serious, Dave. Um, we're yeah. going to start talking about and again we're going to get back to our new age um new age talk discussions uh and this time we're going to we're going to talk about the environment um the environmental movement that has happened ever since the 70s early 70s actually 1970 if if I'm correct but I wanted to start with reading Romans 1 and just just uh Romans 1 23 through 25 and I'm just going to take this little excerpt out and then we'll talk about that But this is what it says, and I'm reading out of the complete Jewish uh, Bible uh, version. In fact, they have exchanged the glory of the immortal God for mere images, like a mortal human being, or like birds, animals, or reptiles. This is why God has given them up to the vileness of their heart's lusts, to the shameful misuse of each other's bodies. They have exchanged the truth of God for a falsehood. By worshiping and serving created things rather than the Creator, praise be He forever. Amen. Now, Romans one is is very long and extensive, and I, I've actually we've actually read out of Romans one before on the show or on the program, um, and we've talked about what 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 it means to have taken our eyes off of God and put them on humanity or put them on anything else other than Yahweh, other than the God, the creator God of the universe, 
the God of the Bible. And yeah. we have discussed that many times. And I mean, I think it's it's a running theme through for our podcast because this is what we do. This is what we have done. Um, this is why we're talking about these issues is because we have replaced God with other things, namely creation instead of the creator. Now, I, I want to go back and remind, or not remind, but just, I guess, reiterate that we are probably going to offend many people over the, the course of this one because it touches, again, on so many different things, on so many different cultural uh, uh points or on cultural issues that this the new age movement does that we're probably going to offend some people and our and our intent is never yeah. to offend our intent is to yeah. educate and enlighten uh, well, i'm using that word loosely but to to expose the darkness right it's what we're supposed to do out of ephesians yeah. and so you know we're just going to tell the truth we're going to talk about what these things mean yeah. <clears throat> and you know for for us to say for this specific conversation, that we exchanged the truth for a lie and we decided to worship the creation rather than the creator, this is exactly what has happened with this environmental movement. Um, We see the earth as sacred. It's a sacred earth. It's mother earth or mother nature. Uh, We've heard mother nature was the old term back in the 70s. 70s 80s right and now it's become mother earth um or you know gaia as you spoke of last time um and so there's you know we have and when when it says that we have decided to worship creation instead of creator that means we worship each other 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 men other women we worship ourselves we worship a snake you know like it says reptiles you know uh, images wooden images metal images, whatever, we worship everything, gold, right? Cla- uh, clarify, clarify we. When I say we, I mean humanity. Humanity has... Humanity, okay. And, and, because we do not worship. Well, right. Else, but go ahead. Well, let, let's, let's be honest, too, that there have been times when you and I personally have worshipped other things rather than God before we found him. Yeah. And so Absolutely. we were all in the same boat. We were all doing this. We all looked at ourselves and wanted what we wanted. That's, that's self-worship. When I say, you know what, I don't feel like doing that. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like, you know, serving this God. I want to kind of do whatever I want to do because it's more comfortable. It's easier, whatever. That's basically the worship of the self. I'm putting myself up. Right. Right. Um, So there can be all kinds of levels of it, depths of it, but that is definitely what we do. So as humanity, um, and so he has given us over, he gives, he gives us over to it. So if we're going to make earth, uh, the created thing, the, 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 the creation that we're going to worship, <coughs> excuse me, he's going to pass. He's going to say, okay, here, go ahead, worship it, go ahead and worship it. He doesn't force us to worship him. He says, do what you're going to do. But now you're, you're, you know, earlier it says, you know, thinking they were wise, they became fools. Thinking they had this brilliant idea, they became fools. It, it talks about that many times, and in Romans one before this, this is what it talks about. Um, yeah. So this is this is the epitome of that idea of us worshiping creation rather than the creator. Amazing. Yeah, and it really is amazing. It it 
um, it's really sad. Um, like I said, it's because it, it is who we are as humans. Because who we are as humans, we're we're, we're fallible, right? We're broken. We're we're uh, spirit. Yes, when we when we come to when he calls us and we become um, when we when we know him, when he allows us to know him, and he calls us into that relationship with him. Now we're spirit driven. We're spirit filled, but we still have that old man. We still have that flesh that battles against the spirit constantly until one day when we're when we're done with this place, right? But it's the battle. It's the battle that we all have. And some of us, as humanity, have decided it's not a battle anymore. I'd rather worship the creation than the creator. Is that what you see? Yeah. Yes. So, um, you know, it's it's just, it's something that we have to deal with. It's something that we have to, I think every day, it's sometimes every day it's a battle. Every day it's something that we have to, we have to remind ourselves, look, this is about him. This, everything's about him. It's not about me. Everything. It's not about everything I feel comfortable with or what makes me feel good all the time. Um, do yeah. we, again, do we enjoy good things? We were just talking about food. We were talking about eating, you know, eating a good burger or a good piece of raw salmon or a cooked fish, you know, whatever it is that you love to eat or enjoy, enjoy it. There's nothing wrong with that. God has given us common grace to enjoy the things of this world, but not to hold them up higher than him, not to worship them higher than, than we worship him or not to enjoy them in a gluttonous way where it becomes all we want to do is eat all the time. You know, there's yeah. it, it, everything can become I, idolatry, right? Everything can become everything. idolatry. Everything. So you know, you turn on the TV for five minutes and you see, watch a hoarder show, or right. My Six Hundred Pound Addiction, or any any of these shows, and that you know, you don't have to be a new ager. You're worshiping something other than uh, the God, the right. God Most High, right? The one and only. And he wants to be at the top. He wants to be your priority. Well, he wants and to be the only. Yeah. There's so many shiny objects, you know. Right. Uh, man, children in a candy store, and God's saying, "Just look up here. Look up here." <laughs> I made the candy here. I C- made it. Come to me. I made the candy. I'll give you all the candy <laughs> you want. I am Willy but... Wonka himself, and, <laughs> and you're running around trying to drink the chocolate. <laughs> you know, we all know how that ended. Yeah. The one who loved loved the creator was the one who got it all. Yeah. Well, that's it's um, that's a good I've never even thought of it that way, but yeah. That's why I'm uh, that's why I'm on the show. That's buddy. why you're here, Dave. Man, you just you just blow my mind. <laughs> you blow my mind, Dave. <laughs> um but Okay. Um <laughs> uh, but so that's the basis of what we're talking about today and um I know that you have looked up some stuff um, you've looked up the timelines from 1970 was the first Earth Day, correct? Yeah, you know what? Um, well, I, I kind of pulled out a few articles yeah. and I, I I started diving into this, and it just it got so deep. I you know, I sent you some of the stuff I had found, just breezed over, and right. there was so much material that you know we talked, and and I had to trim it all trim it all down just to just to make it coherent but there's yeah. so much so to talk about right now 
you know, we're going to, we're going to talk about the timeline. I think we went through the fifties and sixties yeah. and how the new age movement adopted, um, uh, the, um, uh, Eastern geez, I don't even have it in front of me. What we talked about last week. Yeah, the Eastern religions, it, the the Eastern the, philosophies. Well, they validated their they validated <laughs> their new New Age beliefs, right? With with science, right? And, um, and that we talked about that last week. Now, they're they're, you know, the New Age and the political activism movements mm-hmm. of the seventies are now colliding and becoming one. Right. And I don't know what came first. Obviously, we had a pollution issue in the 70s. Yeah. I'm just going to read, read you little excerpts of what I found. Okay. Um, and remind everybody, you know, this is this particular episode is the old, it's called the old New Age series, The, the Rise Age, yeah. of Mother Earth. Yeah. Rise of Mother Earth. So check this out. So since the 1970s, because of an increase awareness of the negative effects the industrial age had on our planet and, and particularly the environment a paradigm shift began in culture we're talking about a worldwide paradigm shift here mm-hmm. this transformation was also the result of the massive spiritual awakening of the 70s the 1970s generation so we're coming out of the 60s Right. Okay, all cooped up in the 50s, free love in the 60s, and this <laughs> massive awakening um, yeah. of, of Eastern mysticism. You know, we talked about the Beatles last week. Right. Um, but the Age of Enlightenment, or what we're calling today, for all intents and purposes, the, the New Age movement. Mm. Back then it was called the Age of Enlightenment. And all that time, uh, at that time, uh, consisted of an eclectic range of beliefs and practices based on Buddhism. Uh, you can help me with this. I, it's, I yeah. want to say Taoism, Taoism, uh, Tao, yeah. Taoism. Yeah. Uh, I think that's 600 BC, uh, a Chinese philosopher right. that, that people study. Um, that's another Eastern, uh, you know, yeah. philosophical religion. Confucianism Paganism. is part of that as well. Paganism mixed mm-hmm. into this. Right. Uh, obviously, you got psychology, psychotherapy, right, and then clairvoyance, tarot, and magic. Of course, right. all of these combined uh, created the foundation, the basis for this this age of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, basically, the new age uh, wave of enlightenment had begun. Right. Uh, yeah, and, and and I wanted to mention that. Um, back when I was going to school, when I was, uh, I, I think it was an English, I, th- I don't know if it was my English 101 class, one of them, uh, <clears throat> might have been my English 102, I wrote a paper about the environmental movement, and I decided to take that, like, l- let me go back and see what was happening in the 70s, and I don't remember the guy's name, there was a couple of scientists that had started this whole movement, but it was scientific. And it was, we have a pollution problem, like you were saying. We have a pollution yeah. problem. We have problems with our oceans and our waterways becoming polluted, with the air becoming polluted. We need to do well, something see, that changes. And just to jump in, we came out of an industrial revolution in this right. country. Right, So we, we created steel. We created right. plants. We created massive amounts of pollution. Right. Uh, you know, the, the, the um, well, go ahead. Well, so much right. So, 
Exactly. And so their, their idea was we need to figure out a way to make people more aware of this pollution and scientifically, let's figure out a way to change it. Let's figure out a way to make things cleaner, to, to have cars run cleaner and planes and, you know, factories. Let's have them start running cleaner so that we can, we can fix this problem. And they were scientifically trying to fix it. They were about it. They were all about, you know, the, the earth and trying to, trying to maintain it or trying to make it better. But they, they, when I was writing this paper, they were definitely not on the side of this modern day environmental movement where it became the religious thing. They were, they were, this wasn't their agenda. This wasn't their, their end goal, right? Their end game or their end goal was to, to make this a better world to live in and to clean it up because they saw how dirty it had become. Uh, yeah, because you're, of the you're exactly industrial right. Evolution. They, right. The, the new age at that time uh, had a heightened spiritual consciousness. Right. They took uh, they 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 stole it basically and made it spiritual. Yeah, they wanted they wanted world peace. Um, right. They wanted to end racism, poverty, right. sickness, hunger. They wanted to end war, and especially they wanted to end global the global pollution problem. Right. Right, so which they, are all good things, right, Dave? We can agree on all that. All good things. All yeah. things that we wish were not a part of our world, right? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with saving the planet. Right. That, you know, that's where you started getting these these, these bumper stickers, you know, save the planet. Right. And um, that, that all culminated right out of that. So 1970s, but that was the spiritual... Um, movement that was their intentions they 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 really wanted goodness in a in a misdirected way but yeah you know april 22nd 1970 came along right uh that that 20 million americans along with over a billion other people from 190 countries around the world took part in the the first ever earth day right you remember the earth day i was two years old so no go ahead (laughs) I was yeah, too, it I was, was the large, largest okay. global demonstration of environmental activism ever seen yeah. on this planet. Yeah. This massive, I'm reading this, this, this little bit that I wrote down here, this yeah. massive political movement um, leads to the creation of the, um, all sorts of um, policies in, in the U.S. and around the world. It led to the, the, the creation of the U.S., Environmental Protection Agency, okay. the EPA. Okay. It also created legislation that included the Clean Air Act. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so that went on for 10 years mm-hmm. through government. And so Congress had its hands full trying to stay up with the demands of these activists. And they were getting crazy. They were you know, standing on, you know, they were breaking into buildings and, 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 hanging from flagpoles right. and this generation of, of teenagers, you know, uh, young people were directed. They had a directive. They had a revolution on their hands. Right. And, you know, it was, it was called environmentalism. Right. Uh, then about 10 years later in, in 1980, uh, Woodbury, New Jersey, mm-hmm. It becomes the first town in the U.S. to make its curbside pickup recycling program. Hmm. Remember, 
and we still have that today. That right. was mandatory yeah. in Woodbury, uh, New Jersey, uh, New Jersey, for okay. all the residents of that town. And then that that swept across the U.S. Right. And, and ended up becoming mandatory in towns and cities all across the country. Right. Jump ahead five years, uh, nineteen eighty-five. Research researchers discover a seven point three million square mile hole in the ozone layer over Antarctica. Right. And within two years, the United States and more than a hundred different countries pledged to phase out the use of ozone depleting compounds known as chlorofluorocarbons or CFCs. See, you remember yeah, that. Yeah, of they course. started getting I, rid of the, I do remember that. the hairspray cans yeah. in grocery stores. Yeah. That well, those were, no-no. those smelled bad anyway. Those were awful. So maybe that was a good thing, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, it's all good things. Three years later, 1988, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the PCC, was jointly established by the World Meteorolo- Meteorological Organization and the United Nations Environment Program. Mm-hmm. Okay, then only nine years later after that, this was a big deal. This changed the world. Hybrid cars. Right. Uh, they started gaining ground. In 1997, that was, Toyota introduced the Prius to mm-hmm. the world, the first affordable gas electric vehicle coming out of Japan. Mm-hmm. That put Japan's car market on the map. Okay, much bigger than it was, was sure yeah not even that was not even the year 2000 yet right jump ahead to 2006 you remember this when the documentary and inconvenience uh, and inconvenient truth. truth yeah i never it saw that the did you see around it? the country did you see that movie remember that i do remember it did I you did. you did I, I don't think i ever saw it I, I don't know if i paid for it i think i saw it years later on tv okay. but um but yeah, it uh, hit theaters as former Vice President Al Gore spread his message on climate change. Right. Okay. That was the urgent message to the world. We need to save this world ASAP. Yeah. 2015, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Now, I didn't remember this until I uh, found this article and I thought, oh man, now I remember this. This mm-hmm. was, it was mapped out and brought. Um, uh, front and front and center to an internet to international attention. This was when thirty uh, research vessels, huge ships, located um, what they called the floating island of garbage, mm-hmm. uh, somewhere between California and Hawaii. This patch was three times the size of France, and it oh, contained a wow. hundred. Are you ready? A hundred and seventy-seven billion pounds of floating plastic debris. Wow. I remember this on the news. Wow! And it took them years. Yeah, they they discovered this. It was it was an island of floating huh. plastic. Wow! So that started getting really getting the ball rolling in right. 2016. The world came together, and we started the Paris Paris Accord. Right. Uh, and that went into an effect. That was an international agreement to come combat climate change. Yeah. I'm wrapping this up pretty quick in 2019. You know this girl, 16-year-old Swedish environmental <laughs> activist, Greta Thornburg. Thunberg. Thornburg. I always wanted to say Thornburg, but it's T-H-U-N. Oh, oh maybe B-R-D. I heard it wrong. So, maybe so I heard it wrong. I think, well, she was Swedish, so Thornburg. it's probably Th- yeah. Thornburg. Okay. Thornburg. She was named Time Magazine's 2019 Person of the Year. Right. 
um, for her climate change activism. She was the one that urged uh, fellow uh, teenagers and students to rally for the environment. And she spoke forcefully uh, in front of the United Nations Climate Action Summit. Yeah. So today, you know, you've got A-list actors, B-list actors. It's all the rage um, to become, you know, to speak in front of the United Nations now about yeah. saving the planet. Right. So, and that's kind of where we end up. That's well, a quick timeline. Right. And that's, that. that's, it is a quick timeline, but there's so much in between this. So if we go back to the seventies and we go back to when it very first started and this idea of saving the earth, right. Making the earth a better place for our children and our grandchildren. Um, all of that kind of stuff, which, which again, these are all good things if you if you if you list them out like you did and you talk about these things save the whales um you know remember yeah. they used to call them tree huggers or they go out and hug a tree and don't cut the trees down there you go which yeah. again nothing wrong with wanting to not have huge deforestation right i mean okay you know let's let's i'm sure there's there's pros and cons on both sides um and i am not we dave you and i are not yeah, man, just go for it. Just do whatever. We're, you know, we're here to subdue the earth. God told us to subdue, subdue the earth, but yeah. not not to the point where we're destroying it. And the way yeah, I, I had I had family members that worked for Warehouser, right? And um, they they were chopping down whole mountains, right? Right. You know, but if, you know, later on they started replanting trees, which was smart. So sure. But go ahead. Well, to say all of this is that these are all for the most part, good things. But when you start to inject the witchcraft, the, 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 again, the mysticism of sacred earth, sacred mother earth, we are all one, we are all one species, you know? Yeah. Men, man is one species, but we're all tied into the animals. We're tied into the plants. We're tied into. We can't. We can't just take care of our planet, can we? Right. We always got no. to turn something into a sure. god. Right. And this. And this is exactly what. What you know, God knew what was going to happen. He knew this is what it, yeah. where it was going to go. He wasn't surprised yeah. by this, and Paul talked about it. So you know, from from the beginning, this is where. Uh, this was the agenda, right? So. You know, if you are a part of a witch coven, if you are a part of any type of witchcraft, the earth is sacred. If you are Native American, the Native American rituals, the Native American Native American beliefs, sacred yeah. earth. Uh, we were in Hawaii uh, last year, and you know they're very much about respecting the land. Do not disrespect the land. Make sure you you're a yeah. part of the land. You're a part of the ocean, or you're a part of the the land, which man, I loved it. I love that. But it becomes a part of their religious ideology as well. Um, this yeah. is where it becomes clouded. This is where <coughs> we can't have the conversation of it's just an issue that we need to clean up. This is now part of our belief system. And Well, and you you were talking about speaking the truth too. And, and there's so much hyper respect brought to indigenous populations you know, uh-huh. like the Hawaiians, Islanders, people that have these Mother Earth beliefs, mm-hmm. a respect for animals, for 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 
plant life for the sky, the birds, the trees, the whole thing. Right. And that's great. That's wonderful. That's, but I, as it starts a to become worship. I right. cannot bow to that. Right. I cannot, right. no matter how much it hurts your feelings, we are commanded to preach the truth. Right. And and that's why James has been preceding these last couple couple episodes by saying, We're gonna offend you. Right. Okay. And and yeah, and not because we're being arrogant or because we're above all that. Um, I think I think the ocean should be clean. I, I hate the fact that there's a yeah. huge island of plastic in the ocean. You know, um, yeah. I, I don't like that animals are being you know killed the way they are. Uh, you know, for sport or for, yeah. for whatever. I, I yeah definitely don't don't adhere to the the narrative of we're, we can do whatever we want because we're humans. I, that's not that's not our agenda or that's not our feeling at all. But it, it when yeah. when it becomes worship, when it becomes something that we idolize, <coughs> that's when we start having a problem. That's when it's that's when it's a problem for us. And so there there is no environmental movement without the religion part of it, piece of it. It has become that and it's and it's gone all the way through from from elementary school now to to you know higher ed academia this has been yeah. a, a narrative that is pushed through my my kids um were a part of uh you know they took an environmental class ap environmental class um and it was called they called themselves eco chicos which i thought was kind of a pretty cool name you know it's <laughs> it's catchy it's cool um but yeah. they they that agenda was pushed so hard um whether you believed it or not and you better believe it you better yeah. you better yeah. you know and if you didn't, there was only a few people who didn't like hold to the sacredness of it, right? Um, yeah. But it, but it was funny. Our kids, my kids, used to tell me that uh, although he, you know the the instructor was very very you know hardcore environment, uh, he would pass out more papers than any other instructor in in the school. Uh, he would, <laughs> I mean, it was paper after paper after paper. It was just like tons of paperwork, and you know it's kind of that's kind of you know, it goes against your, your beliefs there, but you know, it's, it's that's like, that's like the, uh, <laughs> what is it? 1800 private jets, uh, right. flying over, over right. from around the world for these environmental summits, right. you know, how much, how right. much plane fuel, how, how much is going into the atmosphere yeah. for them to meet for one afternoon and have a summit. Yeah. They're not plane pooling, right? They're not, they're not carpooling in the plane. <laughs> no, no, they are not even pooling. <laughs> no, that's, they're that, all in their own part. jet. Yeah. Uh, they're not plane pooling. So that, you know, the other thing that we have to talk about is that this has been put on, uh, people, human beings, who, whether whether they're rich, you know, have money, have don't poor, the poorest of the poor, the the people in middle upper class, wherever you land, it has been put on the citizens of the of these countries of of the world to be responsible. You're responsible. It's because you have too many yeah. kids. It's because you have too many cars. Because you do too much. But yeah. whenever you look at the corporations that are run by you know, very, very rich, the 1%, those corporations are not held to those types of, uh, they say they are, but those, those, and what I, the research that I found when I was writing this paper 
was that these corporations are not held to the same uh, uh, legislation that we are. Um, they're able to dump whatever they need to dump. Any chemicals they need to dump to keep their their productivity going, they could they could get by on a tax, uh, you know, tax whatever. You know, how do I say it? Um, there was always loopholes in in yeah. their in their rules. So the corporations are the real problem for causing pollution in our world, not the, yeah. not the citizens. And and all these citizens are doing everything. We actually we recycle. We have a recycle bin. We take out recycle all the time. We we get the the new bulbs, right? The new uh, less energy Fuel bulbs. Efficient yeah, sure. We're yeah. doing all of the same thing with our appliances. We're doing all that. But are the corporations doing that, or is this just become another? You know, is this is are they telling us the whole truth here? And I think that's the other thing that we that kind of causes us well, to be. You can never, you can never, um, uh, the love of money is always, right. I believe, always even above uh, the love of, of your particular God. Right. Okay. Right. Not God himself. I'm talking about religion. The right. love of money is always higher than that. So look at the, my dad used to say, uh, watch, you know, watch the money train. Right. Or what is it? What? Go ahead. Yeah, always follow the money. Always follow always the money. Always follow the money. Where, okay, that's the always number one. Yeah. Religion comes second. Yeah. But almost, you know, in that order perfectly, so. Right. And we, we talked a little bit last week about religion as well, that all religion is, and and this this is, okay, and I'll just say all religions are a belief system to bypass Yahweh, to bypass Yeshua, Jesus. The yeah. all the religions of the world have been set up, created or brought to people by angels or demons, whatever, you know, whatever the the story is and actually next week I think we're going to get into the religion part of it. We're going to start on that. We're going to start on the different religions and go into how those religions came to be and what they taught and what they teach and where they've gone, you know, wh- how they see Jesus, how they view Jesus. The Bible, if you look at the, the scriptures of the Bible, it's the only belief system. And I don't even like to call Christianity a religion. I don't even sometimes like to call it Christianity because Christianity is so lumped with the Catholic Church that it, it's, yeah. you know, I, I want to say the biblical understanding of following Jesus, of believing in Yahweh and following Jesus, is the only yeah. belief system that says it's not about the person, it's about God. And he's the only God that came down to have a relationship with the person, to build a relationship, to reconcile the relationship back to him so that we could have this life on earth and have it more abundantly while we're here. And then in, in eternity. No other religion teaches that. In fact, the other religions teach very, very harsh. It's very, those, the different religions in the world are very, very harsh. Um, especially the ancient ones. Uh, the newer ones that have been created, the Baha'is and, uh, yeah. you know, different religions that have come since then have been created. They're more that loving, caring, everyone's good, everybody's fine, everybody's, you know. The way they do it is a little bit different than, say, Confucianism 
or you know, it still Hinduism, it's still itself. It's still the self. Of, instead of exalting the one that deserves to be exalted. Right. The creator. Self. The creator self, instead of the self, creation. Self. Right. Creator instead of the creation. And that's what that's I mean it. is that we as humans, and myself included at times, want to worship myself. I want to be my own God. I want to be my own God. I want to make my own decisions. I want to, to, to do what I want to do, no matter if it's right or wrong, no matter if it's going to hurt me or not. And and our belief system, our our scriptures, our God is the only one that says, "Let me show you a better way. Let me show you a yeah, better way than your good. way." Right? Um, That's and, it. And so, leading into next week, leading into what we're going to talk about with religion, and we don't have to beat this, you know, over the head. I mean, we, you know, we know if if you. Do some research yourself about the environmental issue and the environmental movement, um, the, the global climate change and, and all the things that they talk about. If you do just a little research and you watch a little bit of YouTube videos, you're going to find uh, the truth. You're going to find some things that don't make sense. Even if you're not really looking for it, there once in a while something will pop up. Well, that doesn't really make sense. That doesn't really... Uh, check out to what you're telling me about the environment or you're telling me about the the ozone layer or whatever it doesn't necessarily check out um to what is actually happening and if you want to see it you'll find it if you don't want to see it and you want to just believe in it then then that's that's part of what you're going to do and one of the one of the things that i found uh, a little piece that i was reading that all of the trillions we're talking about internationally, the trillions upon trillions of dollars in the last 1970s, the last, what is that, 40 years? Right. Uh, 50 years. 50. 50 plus years. Right. The trillions and trillions that have been spent around the world on climate control. The article I read said that, um, very little, if any at all, actually changed to help solve the problem. Right. The right. ozone layer has gotten worse. <laughs> the planet heats up at 2% a year right. uh, hotter. Right. Every, this planet is deteriorating. You know, when the Bible said the rocks cry out, Yeah. Um, I'm going to use this, this loosely because it's probably out of context, but this earth is crying out. Because it is, it's not meant to last forever. Right. Okay. There's meant to be a new earth. Right. And God's, Jesus is coming back. This is the plan. Yeah. And, but man is so desperate and so love, uh, they're lovers of self that they want to self preserve themselves and, and the rock they live on. Right. And God says, free yourself from this. Right. I have something better and greater, and I am a creator, and I will create it for you. You are my child, my mm. children. And people are running around this planet when they want to. Uh, they want to save themselves. Right. And they're hyperventilating trying to save themselves. And <laughs> But anyway, that I thought it was interesting. Uh, literally, almost, uh, you know, in the state that I live in and you live in, yeah. Uh, our particular governor has is uh, taxed the citizens to death right. 
and to the tune of uh, several billion dollars. Every right. year there's 20, 30, 40 billion dollars allocated for climate control. Right. You know, and but nothing is ever done. Yeah. It's yeah. always the same. It just keeps getting hotter every summer. Right. Nothing seems to get better. So that's why I say, you know, we follow the money trail and understand people are getting rich off of this concept. Yeah. Um, the religious are feeling better about themselves, which are usually the lower level, and they're working very hard to save the planet. Right. The, the, even Christians that want to save the planet, I work very hard to keep, uh, you know, to fill up my recycling yeah. bins. Uh, we do it because yeah. we're stewards. Right. But. You know, uh, so those two factors, money and worshiping false gods or self, yeah. are uh, are getting us uh, getting man in big trouble. Right, and and to speak on, you know, to go to the biblical point of view of what you just said, we know from Genesis three, what we what we read last week when when uh, the earth, well, when Eve disobeyed God, and then Adam disobeyed God, and we know that the fallen angels had already come down and corrupted this this earth. That the earth, when it became corrupt, the the plant life became corrupt, the animal life became corrupt, humanity became corrupt, everything about creation became corrupted. It became dirty, and so that speaks, you know, directly to what happened to the earth. And that the earth, yes, as beautiful as it is, and I and I, I've had the the honor, or you know, just being able to, by God's, you know, uh, by the grace of God, to be able to have been in Alaska and seen that, and to be able to be in Hawaii and see that, and to be able to yeah. be New Mexico in the desert um, when the sun's going down, to see how beautiful that has been. Uh, I've been different places in the in in this country. Um, that I, I've seen that beauty. I've, I've behold that, I've beholden that beauty. Um, but as beautiful as it is, it is dying. It is fading away and it's going to, it's going to crumble and it's going to die. And we're going to get in that at the very end here, but that that's where it's going. And there's nothing that you can do to change it now. And again, I don't think their agenda is to change it. I don't think their agenda is trying to stop the earth from from dying that's right. what they say that's the narrative but that's not their agenda their agenda is antichrist yeah now everything points well, they, to they've, antichrist. they've fooled they've fooled mankind right and a lot of sincere people right to believe exactly that we can save it exactly with time money technology and that is false if you read the bible you know that's false so there, yes. you know so so yeah you're right there's a lot of good-hearted people who believe in these things who say, man, we we really do need to 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 do better. Great, do better. The, but the but, author of this of all this sincerity is who, James? Yeah. It's 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 Satan the, himself. The author of all these people yeah. who are so sincere and want the best yeah. you know for everyone in the world and save the whales and everything. Right. They they unknowingly yeah. are following the author of destruction. Right. The the, the Apollyon or the or Shiva, the god Shiva, or Apollyon, or Abaddon, however you want to say his name, Pan, the the god Pan. Um, yeah. There's so many names that he has. Horus. Um, 
Satan himself is the author of these things because, it, again, it's all going to point to his man, his his anti-Jesus. Or woman. Jesus. Mother Earth. Or, yeah, right. But anti-Christ or the, the, the beast who is coming, it's all pointing to that system. And, again, the churches have jumped on. I saw uh, this little quick quip from uh, uh, what's a, a Purpose Driven. What's his name? Uh, another, well, okay. I wasn't going to say his name, but. Rick um, Warren. Yeah, <laughs> you said it. Rick oh, I'm Warren. Sorry, no, no, no. That, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> Not to mention any names. Um, but I saw this little quip of him talking about the environmental movement. He was, you know, very quick and very, you know, apolitical. You know, hey, I don't care where you land on the issue. We are stewards of the earth. I don't care where you land on it. You can be all about it. You can be not about it, but we are stewards. You know, it was very, very weak. And I was like, come on, man, just say something. Uh, but, you know, listening to Matt Chandler on the other side, I, I saw a little bit from him because I was kind of looking up some stuff. You know, that was more coherent to me. It was like, yes, we should take care of it. But once it becomes greater than God, once it becomes worship greater, or you're starting to make this the issue, it can never be the issue. The issue is humanity. It's salvation. It's souls. Getting people saved, seeing them come to the yeah. salvation of Jesus Christ. Through the we gospel have one message, great commission. that that's what we're supposed to do, and all these other things, great, be a part of it. Just don't make that the thing, right? Um, yeah. And so I, I wanted to end this um, with an article, well, not an article, a video that I saw. I watched it this week, and then I watched it again today. Um, it was a 2009 interview with Yale professors, two Yale professors, who were linking the environmental movement to all the religions of the world. Uh, they were saying that all the religions of the world can worship whatever gods they want as long as they teach the ecological theology that connects them to Mother Nature. Uh, this, wow. was in, this was in 2009. I believe their movement started even before. Their, they had a course. There's a course, I guess, even in Yale you can take even today that connects environmental with all religions. It's an ecumenical um, uh, class or course, uh, and you can take it. You can be, uh, as long as you are part of some religion, uh, probably even atheists can take it as well. Um, but one of the quotes from uh, this woman, her name was Mary Evelyn Tucker. She said that these traditions, meaning the religions of the world, uh, these traditions and their ancient, ancient texts or their scriptures need to be reconfigured. They're not the answers without, they're not the answers without rethinking and then she goes on to say they have to deal with very different problems than when those scriptures were written. So let me let me do that again. They're not the answers. These religions are not the answers without rethinking what their religion is about. And they have to deal with very different problems now with the ecology than they did back in those days. They didn't have you know, when the scriptures were written, they didn't they weren't thinking about how our earth has changed and how it's become so bad now. So now let's reconfigure those ancient texts and let's become more about the earth. And so they were calling on people to become a part of their class and become a part of their, their structured um, movement there at Yale University to join all religions together so that we can have a more ecological theology and let's stop worrying about the people. Let's stop worrying about ourselves and let's turn it back to the poor and the sick and the, and the, you know, the, the, 
all the people who are suffering and the earth itself as one. And so you spoke about that in the beginning, the 1970s. This is what it all started to be, right? Let's bring it back to the roots, man. Right, <laughs> right. They're going back to the back roots. Back what to started. the basics. Wow. Right. So I thought that well, and here's their final their final thought was that all religions need to serve a single new way of thinking, with the sacred earth being at the forefront. <clears throat> that was their. That was their whole agenda. Yeah. And um, I just thought that was really interesting. And when I was looking at that video, I started, you know, you go on YouTube and you, you see that video and then you see other videos that are related. When you go on YouTube on my TV, and, I, and I've done this so many times, just looking at different things, you start going to the side, you start scrolling to the right, and you'll go maybe 20, 25, 30 videos and it stops. Well, for this particular <laughs> religion and environment there was no end i never i never got to the end of of the videos i kept going and kept going i thought i was thinking maybe this is the last one it kept adding it kept adding there was hundreds of videos that were talking about environmental and religion or religion as environmentalism whatever you want to call it however they wanted to word yeah. it um yeah hundreds and hundreds of videos that that this is not just a a scientific movement this is a religious movement and and again the um you know the proof is there you know we see it everywhere and so i just thought that was pretty interesting that you could you could keep scrolling yeah, on there and it never stopped you know it's funny because uh you know god is the same yesterday today and forever his right. scriptures do not change uh, they don't need to be updated. Right. We, there's plenty of religions Recon, that are revelatory, right. and they need to update and change according to the times. Yeah. Okay, you see that with countless churches that are in the news. Right. But the Bible never changes. Scripture never changes. God never changes. Right. And he is sufficient. And what's funny when you said that was, if everybody's got to collectively come together and change and kind of update themselves with great, the great rewrite of religion, is it, isn't that saying that their gods are not sufficient? Yeah, exactly. Isn't exactly. that saying that there, yeah. there's an issue with every one of your gods yeah. and your belief systems, but our God never changes. Right. And he has a plan yeah. that never changes. That, is why we worship the Most High. It's exactly why we worship the Most High because He is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and His man, oh man. His plan will be carried out no matter what is going on, no matter what's happening. Um, yeah. I want to end this with Revelation six, unless you have something else to say before I before I read this. But no, go for it. Okay, Rev, uh, Revelation six. It's a long chapter, and I'm just going to read twelve to the end 12 to 17 but um this is when the seals are being opened um the 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 seals are being opened and god's wrath is being poured out on the earth and the last seal was the sixth seal or actually there's seven but this is the sixth one this is 12 uh revelation 6 12 then i watched as he broke the sixth seal and there was a great earthquake the sun turned black as sackcloth worn in the morning and the full moon became blood red. The stars fell from the earth, fell from, hev from, from heaven to the earth, 
just as the, free, uh, the fig tree drops its figs when it's shaken by strong wind. The sky receded like a scroll being rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved from its place. Then the earth's kings and rulers and generals, the rich and the mighty, indeed everyone, slave or free, hid themselves in caves and among the rocks and the mountains, and said to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of the one sitting on the throne and from the fury of the Lamb. For great, for the great day and the great fury has come. Who can stand? So this is the narrative at the end of all things when he shakes the earth and rolls back like 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 an old man's hair receding, <laughs> rolling back the the sky and moving the mountains and the islands from their places, and everything is finally culminated in the destruction of the earth. But because God is going to make a new heaven and a new earth, he has to get rid of this old corrupt earth. And so this is God's agenda. So for us as Christians, trying to save the earth for something in a million years that it should be, or for yeah. our great grandchildren, man, read the Bible. Just we have to read the scriptures and understand that this stuff is happening for a reason. Um, and even those wicked people, those wicked people who did not believe in the Son, they're going to face his fury and they're going to cry out uh, to be hidden, uh, cry out to the mountains to swallow them up so that they don't have to deal with the wrath of, of Yahweh. Um, that's wow. that's terrifying. That's terrifying. That is terrifying. Right. I, I can't even just the visual of right. that is unbelievable. Yeah, and and so let's Christians, and I'm speaking to Christians because I we're probably offending some Christians as well. Um, let's let's look at everything from a biblical biblical perspective. Everything. Uh, my daughter and I tonight were talking about the abortion issue. And she asked me what I thought about it. And we were looking at it from a biblical perspective. We were talking about it from a Jesus perspective, a Yeshua perspective. And so we, we had a, a good conversation. This is what we need to do about everything that's going on in our world is look at it through the lenses of the Bible, through the lenses of the scriptures, because it is the written word of God. It's him. And uh, this is where we're going to find our answers for all these things. Uh, not to be yeah. deceived by good things that can become greater than God things and become idols. Yeah, we need to ask ourselves, uh, like you said on everything, does this please God? I, I was just asking myself that today and yeah. just thinking of some different things going on in my life. And I, and I just thought, is, is this pleasing to God? Yeah. And if it's, if it's not, I don't want any part of it. Right. Right. Good well, stuff. Yeah, man. I think we exhausted that one. I think we said everything yeah. we could say. Um, next week, we will start looking at the world's religions. Uh, we'll start looking at, um, you know, we'll take we'll take two or three, and we'll we'll work on them slowly, um, and we'll look at the belief systems of those religions to see where the new age has infiltrated. Yeah. Um, into society through those. So, um, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a good one. So you don't want to miss that. Yeah, 
so yeah, man, Dave, enjoy your last week and a half or so up there in uh, Kamano Island. And uh, we'll see you. I love you, buddy. I love you, man. Give, give producer Trey a big hug for me. I will. We'll see you soon. Okay, man. Take care. We'll talk to everybody soon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the family. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, keep us in prayer. Always keep uh, the, the podcast itself in prayer. Keep us personally yes. in prayer. And we appreciate you guys for everything. All right. Take care. Good night. God bless you.